Welcome back. Welcome back to you. To me. <laughs> we forgot to announce it, but uh, we had a hiatus. Did we forget to announce it? We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's we, just been a week. I was on vacation. Also, if you're not listening to the bonuses, this is free and you should take what you get. You know? <laughs> I'm sure nobody cared. Clap if you care. <laughs> See? <laughs> What would you, what did, what do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. We could talk about like what we did when on our week off since we started on that. Okay. As okay. A, as an intro, or is that... well, I, if that's okay, if that's a bad intro. What do you? What's then you? Then you propose something. I think you know. I'm happy not to talk about anything, but also, <laughs> but I really do think the social rule should be. If an idea is shot down, the other person who's shooting it down in a collaboration needs to present it like a meet. And I'm talking about collaboration like in a room. You know what I mean? Or like what, with, like with Brian, like sometimes I'll be like, oh, do you want that for dinner? He'll be like, no. And I'll be like, okay, what do you want? Like, you know, don't make me keep doing that work. I'm not yelling at you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy and Rich. Uh, are we back from the music? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went on vacation. Vacation. You know how some people say vacation? No. Not vacation? No, I've never heard that in my life. You've never heard someone say vacation? Va- vacation. Like, who says it? I don't know. People. Who? But what people? Like, there's people are, that say is it. Is it part of some accent or is it a cultural thing? I've definitely heard people in New Jersey say that. Vacation. All right. I could see it. Also, sometimes people... In, um, in New Jersey, say Danielle instead of Danielle. 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 <laughs> so Danielle. I went on vacation. All right. You know, because there's nothing to do. I went to an island. It's called Tuckernock. It's off the coast of Nantucket. You have to take two boats to get there. It's kind of a bitch to get to, which makes it kind of special. Right. Um, there's only 35 houses on the island. And they're all pretty far away from each other. There's no paved roads. There's no stores. There's no church. There's no fire department. There's nothing. No hospital. Did you have to bring your entire week's worth of food with you? Yes. That's a lot of pressure. I know, but I I have to say, it made me feel great because I planned it perfectly. Wow. But yeah, so I went to this island. It was so beautiful and nice. And there were seals. I love seals. I really felt a connection with them. I did take mushrooms, but I felt a connection with them anyway. Did you... Um, we, they look in your eyes and they have emotion. How close were you though? Vince swam with them. And then we then we watched a documentary like yeah. later and we found out that that's really dangerous. Oh, and, really? Yeah, because that's like when sharks come to the water. Oh, of course. Is on yes. their seals. Right. I would say we kept our distance whenever the bull was around because they could really fuck you up because yeah. they can kind of move fast for a short distance. And they're like 750 pounds or something. Right. And nobody on the island liked them. We were the only idiots. And I think everyone everyone knew that we were like stoners that came. They all, everyone, I think, gossips. I mean, because everyone would know shit about us that we only told one other person. And I think they have radios because they all oh drive God. golf carts around. Were they local? Like, were they, did they have some ownership the, to they, this island? So their families have owned it for since like the mid 1600s. Wow. And it's been passed down and passed down and passed down. They've sold lots here and there over time. There was a couple there that met there. 
he bought, he was a marine biologist and he bought a plot of land and he just built like a little shack just so he could like study stuff. Yeah. And her family had owned property there for like years. Ah. It's eroding the island. Um, yeah, I'm sure. The part where the marine biologist shack is, he's done a couple of studies there on the island. He said that um, his thing is going to be gone in 20 years. It's crazy. I know. It's really awful. Ugh. Has Macklemore ever done like a song about climate change? Malcolm Moore? Malcolm Macklemore. Macklemore. Malcolm What's his name? Macklemore. Macklemore. What did I say? I I I heard it as Malcolm Moore and I was like, who's that? What's his <laughs> he what, sounds smart. what is Macklemore's name? Macklemore. Macklemore. It's no it sounds weird. M A C K L E M O R. Is that really his name? Is that his uh, first name or his last name? No, I don't believe that's either of his actual names. But oh, well, where did he get it from? I don't know. I, 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 You know what? I never actually even looked into it. I just don't care <laughs> why he is called what he's called and why he is what he is. I, it's just a problem, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a problem that went away, basically. I mean... I feel like it hasn't completely gone away. He had a minute, but he hasn't had a real hit since, I believe, Same Love. I he's believe that was be, his life. He's going to be like Jimmy Buffett, where yeah. he's just always going to be around. He had right. one hit. Well, he had a few dead. hits. I mean, I what mean, other hits? Thrift Shop was okay. their first huge hit. There's more that, than one person? It's Macklemore and Ryan oh. Lewis. You know that Una the other day asked me if I knew, she's like, have you ever heard Blah, 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 Blah by Maroon 5? And I was like, no, actually. I mean, I don't know a lot of Maroon 5. And she was like, it's this really old song, but I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> There's a Maroon 5 song that I love. What is it? What's it called? My favorite, not just my favorite, but like a legitimate song that I will like listen to the rest of my life is um, Makes Me Wonder by Maroon 5. Just like an incredible pop soul, like Daryl Hall and John Oates kind of thing that's a little bit disco-y too it's got like a four on the floor beat because it was at the time when like a lot of stuff did before the huge edm explosion mm -hmm. a lot of pop was like disco i love it and i don't care who knows it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Maroon 5 song. It's the only one I love. Although there's been stuff like, like the most recent stuff I'm totally fine with, really. I don't like any of it. The Cardi B song, I think is fine. I've always pretty much been okay with him. I've always thought he was hot. Uh, it's mm. just... No, not me. I like a douchebag, you know? Mm. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Every single category of everything has a hierarchy. Every category has a prime example of that mm -hmm. and like the worst example of it mm -hmm. for, you know, you could base it on various criteria. So there could, I mean, I, I would argue that there is like a best douchebag in the world. And I would like to nominate Adam Levine for that role. I okay. think he's like superlative at that. I, you know, no one does it better. No one does yeah. douchebag better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there's something I wanted to tell you. Real quick, speaking of Una, uh, we watched Dirty Dancing together. Yeah. And she loved it. Okay. Like, what was her favorite part? Um, okay. Actually, I could ask her right yeah. now because I have a feeling I know what she's going to say. Okay. And I kind of want to just like record her saying it. Wait. Okay. So do you want to talk about what you did for the week and then we'll get back to Dirty Dancing because I do sure. have some more things to say about Dirty Dancing. Okay. Well, this is the week that I broke through with my cat. I mean, it was, it was like 
uh, it was after we had recorded our last show, but it was really oh, before the weekend where right. he just got it. He just understood what paw meant. Like it was just this amazing thing. Like when I taught him how to sit, it almost felt like he had been waiting to be asked. <laughs> like it was that easy. And then like, you know, people had, cause I taught him how to do that like really early on. And it was when people were like coming over before the pandemic, you know? And, um, but, but he does it so casually that people are like, mm, maybe. And I'm like, no, really the cat is sitting. He just wasn't any sitting. And then I just started pulling taking his paw and t- telling him paw and giving him the treat, you know, trying to just like make him learn it through repetition and me like taking his paw. That's all I did. And then one day he just lifted his paw and now he's got it. And now he gets it too well. Where so like he's just always pawing you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wish actually. I wish he were like that affectionate. He's not. But that's awesome. So what are you going to teach him now? Are you going to do like a, well, now like we're a doing flip? Paw. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never seen a cat play dead before, but we'll try, yeah. you know. I mean, I feel like the sky's the limit with this cat. Maybe you can teach him to go around in a circle. Yeah, that's good. I would actually love for him to walk on two legs. It's, I've always <laughs> wanted an animal that would. <laughs> so that's my pie in the sky. Um, oh, the rest of my week off. Yeah. Nothing really. Oh. That's about it. That was. I mean, what's more exciting than teaching a cat? To give you the paw. I feel so accomplished. I'm so proud of him. I know what like it's like to be a parent now. I just am like, look at this amazing thing my cat does. Uh, there's nothing better than that. My cat does a cool thing. Um, we, it, was a, it was a real collaboration. That's what I like so much about it. You know? Oh, wait. Una's calling. Okay. Hey, dude. Hi, mommy. Really quick. Can you just like uh, tell me what you thought of Dirty Dancing? I forgot what the movie was about, honestly. That's a read. Una, I thought you liked it. (laughs) I liked it, but I already forgot. Okay, well, um, it was a good movie. What was your favorite line? I carried a watermelon. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a definite classic. I like when she says, you're wild, you're wild. (laughs) When he breaks the window. Wait, how did you forget what it was about? You know it's about dancing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, I like kind of like forgot. I always forget like what my favorite movies are about until I watch it again. I need to watch movies twice in order for my brain to work. Okay, we can I watch it this week. I feel that way too, though. I we always watch, watch a movie twice before week. I write about it. All right, that's cool. I just wanted to see what you thought of it. I, you seemed like you really liked it at the time. I don't... I, <laughs> <laughs> making a liar out of you. Bye, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Bye. I watched The League of Their Own. <gasps> you did? I love that movie. It's really good. Did you know that Betty Spaghetti is Penny Marshall's daughter? No. Yeah, yeah. and and I watched a lot of bonus Wait. material where she's like, I was cast before my mom did it. So like Penny Marshall did Penny pitched Marshall it. Penny Marshall have children with a woman? No. Two children with a man? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I thought she was a lesbian. I don't know that that was like set in stone. Was she? Was I know she was not out and proud. And she wasn't. She made a movie about softball. <laughs> it's <was> baseball, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. She's straight. <laughs> I mean, I see. You know where you're coming from. She's married to Rob Reiner. Yes, that's right. That's that's what it was. That's their daughter. Yeah, Wait, her last daughter name's Reiner. Rob Reiner. Yeah, that's Betty Spaghetti. And in so many of the bonus 
in the extras, she's like, because Benny Marshall pitched it and then she did Awakenings and then she was going to do another movie and they were going to take her off and put a male director on. And and the story is, what what is the daughter's name? Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tracy Reiner, multiple in multiple pieces of bonus footage on the A League of Their Own Blu-ray is like adamant that she got the she got the role during the time when her mom wasn't on the movie. Okay. Keep saying that. I know. Why didn't she ever get another role? And then it was like, oh no, you're ever really again. good. Yeah, exactly. She was really pretty though. She Betty was. Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti is pretty. And you know what? I'm I'm actually fine with that. I can't imagine any other Betty Spaghetti. No, me neither. She is Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> so they're being weird. They're like totally weird about it. Uh, the nepotism there worked out. It doesn't always. She wasn't a lesbian. She Get wasn't a lesbian. She wasn't a lesbian. National Enquirer exclusive Penny Marshall gay lover revealed. Huh. 2014. I mean, well, I wouldn't be surprised to hear she dabbled. <laughs> you know? A little dabble, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> so this is saying that um, Penny Marshall and Carrie Fisher were lesbian lovers. Yeah, I feel like that sounds right to me. I have another question. So is Lori Petty a lesbian? I think she's something. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's like definitely Madonna's best movie. Absolutely. Like her best acting. I think it's better than Desperately Seeking Susan. There's only one part where she's bad and it's when she starts crying about having to go back and dance. Yes. On the, and how like, is oh. it that Madonna is such a bad actress? How is it that like sometimes she's so good and natural? Like in that movie, she's so relaxed and like does that role so well. It's like a young Blanche Devereaux basically. And it's also kind of like a Madonna. Yeah. When like when Rosie O'Donnell says to her, "You think there's men you think there's men out there that ain't seen your bosoms?" It was it's <laughs> like that is she's talking about Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the all the way May. So one thing is that like baseball was still segregated when I mean it was, Jackie Robinson didn't break through till like 47. And what time what year is League of their own 42? 43 I think, but okay. maybe 42. So you're like watching a white supremacist institute, like an openly white supremacist, because you you see it and you see that there's like no black people in this movie. And it's got such a huge cast. That one like nod. Yeah. That they have when when that woman like throws it. And then there's this like, like a, like a knowing nod. Like, yeah, Yeah, you know what? You deserve to be here, but you're not. Yeah. Moving on there. It also really like, um, it shows the sexism that they faced and the objectification, but it doesn't really have too strong of a point of view on it. Yeah. it, 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 in fact, it kind of will group it into these like comedic montages or like, like, why the league was popular montages or this one that this really long montage that happens in the middle of the movie. And it's like, because they were good, but also because like the guy is like slide, slide. Thank you. And uh, it's cause he got to see up her skirt, even though they had bloomers anyway. So yeah. he's an idiot. So it kind of like shows that happening, but it's all part of this like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you, you don't mind this or, I mean, it was in, you know, it was 92. So, it was a different time. Actually, that's kind of what I like about it, that it doesn't really offer a lot of 
comfort there it's kind of like yeah this was fucked up they were like wear this dress and play baseball and the girls were like no and they were like yes and because of patriarchy they were just like well we're doing it yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) that's it so i kind of like that about it but i think that it kind of writes off some other behavior that's you know it kind of like has a boys will be boys attitude that is out of step with modern times there there is and there's the the also like how marla hooch like quits oh. baseball for a man oh, but also everything like leading he, up to he that. wouldn't he wouldn't wait he couldn't wait for her yeah it was a season yeah <laughs> you <laughs> she know had like four more games left i mean how long is a baseball season made it made a september obviously <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean i don't know i know i think it's actually like made a november if the, they last through the world series but that wasn't that it was this was a short they, there weren't that many teams playoffs uh it's the world series in baseball what happens before the World Series, though, is probably something else. I guess that's playoffs, yeah. Or is it? Yeah, I guess that's playoffs. Called something else? Finals? No, I think it's playoffs. I think you're right. But I don't know at the moment. I, it hasn't absorbed I'm not. that well. Don't do sports except for <laughs> League of Their Own. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely my favorite sports movie. Yeah, You're right. Of Come course on. it is. There, But there are good sports movies. You know, it's not the only sports movie I'd watch. But it's definitely the one I like the most and the one I watch the most. Me too. Madonna's in it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, don't, isn't it crazy how like Madonna should be looking like the old lady by now? Yes, I've been thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I I haven't listened to the commentary yet. I'm going to because I need to know why the woman who plays Gina Davis, the old Gina Davis, sounds exactly like her. And I really think it's dubbed. It's dubbed. It's dubbed. It's so crazy that it's dubbed. Yeah. I think it's so weird. She's gorgeous in that movie. She is like the most, I mean, like just classic movie star, beautiful with the cheekbones and everything. It's crazy how beautiful she is in that movie. Unlike really many of the time, just this classic Hollywood glamour. Yeah. I was shocked. I was, there's also, I watched it in UHD on, you know, a 4K disc. And when she's back at home, you know, when she and Kit are like walking through the field because she doesn't want to do it. And Kit's like, oh, you have to do it. You have to do it, you know? And uh, she's wearing like the overalls, I think. And her camel toe is fucking insane. Oh, and then really? you could really see it oh, with the HD, wow. with, the, with the like high definition, you wow. know, every, every fold. It's really, I mean, that was more information I ever thought that I was going to get from that movie. <laughs> She's really good at archery. Did you know that? Um, I didn't, but it makes sense. She, I think she qualified for the Olympics. That sounds right. Or it sounds like something. Something, something along those lines. She, it's she's definitely the archer type. Yeah, I love. Do you have you ever tried archery? It's so much fun. I did it once at a camp, at a day camp. Oh, I'm actually pretty good at it. I was not good. I at weirdly it. have good aim when there's a, uh, and the target's not moving. Okay. Like a regular ass target on some hay i can hit that you're specialized yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know though yeah in a zombie apocalypse like better than nothing yeah <laughs> they're not moving a lot they're not moving a lot they're going pretty slow yeah i have one more thing about a league of their own what is it <laughs> what is it what is it gonna be better up. <laughs> Here I come, the time has come for one and all to play ball. Uh, that's been in my head like Ugh. on a 
loop, like an unending loop, really. Unlike <laughs> really any song in recent That's memory. That's going to be stuck in my head I now. Know. We are the members, members of, of the All-American League. We, <laughs> we come, come from cities near and far. We got Canadians, yeah, <laughs> Irish ones and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all, all American. American. Each girl stands, <laughs> her head so proudly high. Her motto, do or die. She's not for one. need an alibi. Our chaperones are not too, too tough. tough. They're, They're not, not too soft. soft. <laughs> <laughs> Our managers are... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that really stuck with me. I love, well, you know, I love Rosie O'Donnell. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It really is. It's just, it, to me, it's really incredible to watch an ensemble, an ensemble movie where like 15 of the characters are distinct and you care about them. Yeah. And those characters do not have a lot of time on, like Betty Spaghetti does not have a lot of time on screen, but I know her. I know her because she's Betty Spaghetti. Her husband died. Her husband died. Uh, I, what about the other one? What about the Betty Spaghetti lookalike that's like, has anyone seen my red hat? And Julia <laughs> Davis is like, piss on your hat. <laughs> yeah, the girl that can't read, Stillwell Baby. The, also the, the crying girl that writes, we are the members of the All-American League. Yes, yeah. There's no crying in baseball. Yeah. What else has she been in? She looks so much like, what's that actress's name? <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Oh no, Jean Smart. No, <laughs> good guess though. Thanks. No, it's like her hair's curlier. It's, it's Carol Kane. No, <laughs> Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. Okay, yeah, I see that. I once interviewed Virginia Madsen for what? Uh, just Jezebel. She was like in uh this AIDS movie. I had like a half an hour with her, which is like I can I can work with half an hour, but like it's just also not ideal, yeah. you know. She uh, started to talk about how she was like a. She called herself a slut. I think at some point oh. she she said she was slutty in Hollywood. She said that she's like um, when she, she's like gotten more confident as time has gone on. If I wanted to sleep around, boy, you had to be secretive about that because it was like then you're a slut. And then I got to an age where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of slutty, but nobody could say anything because I was in my forties then. I'm not going to get condemned for that. I'm going to be thought of as an adventurous, open-minded, knowledgeable, and knowledgeable. So as you get older, you get seen in different ways. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Oh, that's actually really true. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I was like, I mean, in general, she was good to talk to, you know, but that got really interesting. And I wished I had had more time at that point. What was like her sexy movie? I don't know. Did she have a sexy movie? Did she do an erotic thriller? I don't know. Has she shown her boobs? When she early on, she did, and she was she's talked about like how um, terrible an experience that was. It's crazy how much Kate Winslet has been naked. Yeah, it is. She I has been naked in literally almost every movie. What was I just talking about recently? I mean, it was Julia Roberts. Yeah, she shows a tits and pretty woman. No, I didn't. I know, and somebody argued with me and said, "Yes, she does." And I was like, "No, she, she doesn't." Does not. I never saw her I don't tits. I think we've ever seen her tits. I mean, Julianne Julianne Moore has shown Bush. Oh, Julianne Moore is also another one that's naked a lot. Yeah, and respected. Yeah, I feel like Julianne Moore is at a point where she could absolutely say no to anything she wanted to. 
I don't know. I think that when you're a woman of a certain age in Hollywood, it's always a little bit difficult. Yeah. I think when you're a woman of any age, really, I mean, even when it's, even when it's easy, it's hard. Probably. Well, I think the problem is that when you're a, a woman of a certain age, you would think that you had reached a point in your career where you don't have to do that. You know, you, or you get more parts because you've been, you've proven yourself or whatever. Yeah. And there's less and less parts. I saw a movie box cover. I don't remember the name of it, but I saw (laughs) that it was. story. (laughs) (laughs) It's not over. Wait till the end. Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah, that's new. I think they play husband and wife. They do. Get the fuck out of here. I know. He well, could be they her do, father. They How do, many years difference? Uh, difference? Like, I believe close to 40. Oh, my I, God. Um, but they talk about it's part of the movie, certainly. Although I did fall asleep and um, was completely content to do so. So I can't tell you much about that movie other than the fact What's that... What's it called? Uh, I don't even remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I just watched it. It was really just the most forgettable bullshit. I was... Gross, so grossed out by that concept. You should have left. That you should, sorry. It's called You Should Have Left. You Should Have Left. I And it was, it sucked. I was so grossed out that they, someone actually cast her as his wife. That but they, they talk about it in the movie, but I didn't find any beyond talking about it. And maybe it does play into, like, I figured, like, since they're talking about it so much, it must have something to do with some psychosexual something or something that I don't know ever came to pass because, like I said, I fell asleep. Um, so speaking of shrooms, you should listen to at least or read, uh, how to change your mind by Michael Pollan. Okay. It's from 2018. It was the number one on the bestseller list. So it's about psychedelics and, and research and what they represent and all sorts of stuff, you know? Yeah. One of the open questions is like, can psychedelics reroute your thinking? You know, can they like make you you know they very early on in alcoholics anonymous it was suggested that lsd be used to treat alcoholics because of the high success rate psychedelic testing showed with beating addiction Hmm. um and this is like in the 50s you know but like timothy leary basically is blamed for fucking everything up in this book and like discontinuing basically the research that only got started again within the past 20 but more like 10 years yeah you know um, one thing that you should know, uh, when you talk about like not wanting to do LSD because it's not natural, I mean, I know it's synthesized, but it did come from a fungus as well. Something that's weird about the book is that Michael Pollan says fungi. So does that mean that he says fungus? He never says fungus that I could tell. But why would you say f- fungus or fung- fungi? Fungi. He says fungi. Maybe he doesn't want to so- sound like he's saying fungi. Like a yeah. guy that's fun. Well, I mean, that's the unfortunate risk you take when you talk about <laughs> fungi. I mean, fungi. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. Oh, he got me. He got into my head. He changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the reason I mentioned this, I'm like, I cannot, whatever. Like, I'm not going to give you a book report on this. I mentioned this to play a clip about our old friends, the Catholic Church, and how they intercepted the proliferation of mushroom ritual very, very early on. In 1620, the Roman Catholic Church declared that the use of plants for divination was, quote, an act of superstition condemned as opposed to the purity and integrity of our holy Catholic faith. 
The Nahuatl word for the mushrooms, flesh of the gods, must have sounded to Spanish ears like a direct challenge to the Christian sacrament, which of course was also understood to be the flesh of the gods, or rather of the one god. Yet the mushroom sacrament enjoyed an undeniable advantage over the Christian version. It took an act of faith to believe that eating the bread and wine of the Eucharist gave the worshiper access to the divine, an access that had to be mediated by a priest in the church liturgy. Compare that with the Aztec sacrament, a psychoactive mushroom that granted anyone who ate it direct, unmediated access to the divine, to visions of another world, a realm of the gods. So who had the more powerful sacrament? As a Mazatec Indian told Wasson, the mushrooms, quote, carry you there where God is. So they were just jealous. <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, I can. believe it? I, I believe it too, and it makes me mad. Yeah. Catholic Church at it again. <laughs> they suck. Yeah, they've been sucking. Yeah, their 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 host doesn't make you trip. No, it gives you kind of weird breath. I was always really interested in it, you know. <laughs> but but you're right; it is all weird breath and yeah. wine in the morning. <laughs> cheap wine, like the cheapest. <laughs> I wonder how cheap the wine is at the Vatican. Probably not cheap. No. It's probably really they live expensive. It's like royalty. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with how insane it is. Yeah, I mean, it's really like and people just take it for granted. It's like, oh yeah, well they're, you know, important because they said so. Yeah. Yeah. They got in, they they got in a room and voted on it. One big popularity contest. Yeah. That's all it is. Do you think they're all fucking in the Vatican? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure some of them at some point to some things. They must be. They must be. You just think it's entirely up and down gay men? Um, yes. Okay. I do. I wonder what the uh, actual percentage is. Almost. Not, not every single one, but I will say, I think, in, in certainly in modern history, I think that that's for the most part, like when in a really strict Catholic family, like that's your choice that you have to make right? is to become a priest because, you know, what are you going to do? Be gay. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that a lot of priests are gay. I just, just in my experience of, of like looking back and on like what the priests were like in my school and in my parish and then other priests that I met, cousin that became a priest who was so gay he was completely gay right he had a he had a nice body he was tan yeah he shaved his chest in, in 2000 pre-september 11th he was shaving his chest <laughs> <laughs> i mean that wasn't that uncommon there's like a sort of 80s aesthetic of hairlessness that 80s porn aesthetic you know yeah. but gay yeah yeah gay <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, wait. One thing. Speaking about mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Okay. I had a revelation when I was on mushrooms. Okay. What is Even it? Even though was I had it, a bad trip, did kind you, of. Did you? Uh, okay. Um, or did your ego die? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think anything died. Okay. Um, what does that mean? Ego death is something that people report a lot of, like in high life-changing, supposedly life-changing doses. You know, it's like one of the 
characteristics of like the full trip experience where people just completely dissolve into oneness and they don't feel themselves anymore. You know, they just feel part of this thing, part of this bigger structure, which we are. Oh, I mean, yeah, that happens to me like every time I take mushrooms. Oh. Like, you know, where you have like a perspective change. Yeah. I I guess um, when it's ego death, it's probably like more profound. But but no, but it's part of along those lines. Me too. I didn't, I did not. Yeah. And like the connection with the trees, this whole network that they have going on, you know, the whole thing is like this hyper sophisticated system that we live amongst. And there's some sort of idea that like, mushrooms are nature's way of getting its getting its uh attention in front of your eyes because you feel so at one with nature and because here's a mind-blowing thing that i think is so true it was nature that evolved your understanding of nature you know through from nature we come and we can understand nature as a result of that. you know what i feel like this is the perfect podcast to talk about this because it's true <laughs> If we evolve, then from nature we come, and now we understand nature, so we're evolved nature, you know? Totally. (laughs) Come on, it's true. It's not even ridiculous. It's so obvious. (laughs) Wait, so can I tell you about the revelation I had? Yes. Um, This is going to be a letdown after what you just said about, like, you know, The universe? Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I had a revelation that, and it like, this took me like a long time to get here, but I think that we should do one more episode a week. We could do like watch alongs or read alongs where we just pick something that we're going to do and then (laughs) do it. Yeah. And we review it when we talk about it or we're going to watch or read and then other people can do it with us. Like what if we watched, um, the real world? Okay. What if we watched real world New York? Sure. First season. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love the real world. Have we ended the episode yet? Yeah. Sorry. I just uh, got real high. Okay. So this that's the I, end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're dying for another hour yeah. of this, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash pot psychology. And, um, you know, we have a book club. We also have bonus content. Uh, yeah, a thing here and there. I guess we should be doing more as what our That was my revelation. Research that is. was my mushrooms revelation. Well, I mean, it's uh, okay. All right, let's follow your trip. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so thank you and good night. Thanks for going good, on this goodbye. journey with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking this trip. <laughs> That's the end? No, peace.